johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. We are back for another issue, another session of talk with Big Mike about the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson in March Madness at johnsyndicate.com, Sports Insider Radio. For everybody that wants to deal with me directly, as always, you have to meet the criteria. And no, you can't have $1,000 in your bankroll. you got to have a minimum of 10 dimes, as indicated, when you walk on over and you click selfless promotion since it is hey mike it is my show johnsyndicate.com j-o-h-n-s-s-y-n-d-i-c-a-t-e.com you know you want to know all about the man the myth the legend that guy is me you want to know about my life story each and every week for the last eight years i'm live here in las vegas and mike i want to talk about podcasts Everyone has a podcast. People ask me if I could come on their podcast. I'm not doing podcasts. If it's not Las Vegas Radio Live, anyone could sit in their couch, on their sofa, in their mom's basement, and have a podcast. That's not the world I live in. This is professional radio live in Las Vegas. We have clients texting us that are driving down the road right now on the Las Vegas Strip at 9 a.m. on the way to get their coffee. And they listen to me and yourself live on the radio. How does that make you feel, Mike? I mean, I, I, at the end of the day, you know, I think you're old school and you're a little bit more resilient. I, I don't mind listening to podcasts. There's a lot of good information. The Joe Rogan podcast is actually very good. Obviously, he's not in his mom's basement. So I'm open to it. But nothing is better I mean, I will say the caveat, avoid the trap. That's the only podcast. But beside avoid the trap with our good friend, Dave Miller, other than that, I don't listen to podcasts, but go ahead. I'll let you continue. So, and the reality is when somebody's driving down the Las Vegas strip and they hear us live, I I know we've gotten a lot of messages after the passing of the late Brian Blessing, who was, you know, the, the man on the show, it was really his show and we were his guests. Um, and now for us to carry the torch and still be able to produce a very functional educational sports talk show. Um, you know, I really enjoy it. My, all of my clients that are current clients and future clients 
really get a lot out of it. Um, we do it all. We don't just do sports betting. Um, what we talk about is what's going on in the sports world. Um, we have different guests come on the show from all different facets. I mean, we've had over the last year, we've had the Don Johnson come on the show and given us the scoop in the horse racing markets. Uh, David Miller was on the show for many, many weeks regarding market edge betting. We had Alan come on my show, which was a college football segment. He's, he's from the South. He's a college football nut. And, and that's the relationships that we build along with Micah Smith, who's come on the show in the last couple of weeks and given us the, the edges between golf and how he's able to, to get those prices out. And, and you're well aware of when he sends out the matchups, it's not easy. It's not like betting a couple sports or a couple games a day, you're basically understanding that in golf, you're going to take a loss for 70% of the weeks, but then those 30% that oh, no, are no, no, no. out. Even, even higher, higher, maybe even 90% higher. of the weeks. Yeah, yeah. Not, variance losing 90% of the time, and then you win 10% of the time, and you, and you, and you kill it. Right. So, you know, there's, there's just so many different um, dynamics when it comes to what the world that we live in, um, you know, there's a reason why the website that you have is called the syndicate insider syndicate insider just means we are not the brains behind putting out these selections. We're just the guys, the middlemen where we have access to these large betting groups that are able to not talk to the client. They don't have the ability to sit there or have the stomach to deal with clients with the up and down swings of the client emotions. So that's what we do. We're the buffers. And, you know, the reality is we're very good at being able to relay the information in real time. I mean, the way that we have a lot of our subscribers get the delivery method, which is through an app that is strategically developed for speed, where we're able to get the data out directly from the syndicate groups to the client within seconds of them able to jump on the call. So instead of like we've talked about in recent weeks where they do a live Zoom call every morning and people have to be on it and they're tied down. In our world, because we have so many recreational bettors that are, I call them semi-pros, they don't have the time to do that. They're busy. They have kids, they have families, they have full-time careers. So what we do is we, I believe we're ahead of the curve and, and the information that we provide and the way that we provide it with the coaching side of it, um, I think is transcending. Um, I do believe that it's only going to get better. I mean, baseball's right around the corner. I mean, I know that you're very famous for your dog theory of how you're able to, to track down and get these plus 200, plus 250 dogs left and right. I know you have literally bet against Kershaw for the last three years. Every time I come in, you have a smile on your face when Kershaw is pitching because I know you're fading him. Um, and the reality is, in baseball, you can get away with that. You could lose betting on Kershaw. Like, I know we'll do the numbers, and I'm not going to take up too much of the show. It's, this is March Madness show. This is not the baseball show, but I just get so excited because, for me, um, I had a client this morning who had what are you asked talking me, about? I'm um, betting what, preseason. I'm betting preseason. I'm just not releasing. Well, it's not even preseason. Right now, it's the World Baseball Classic that's about to start. That's the World Cup of Baseball. 
that happens every three years. So you're going to see that. And, and realistically, I've already had groups sending me messages. Hey, we're going to definitely scalp the World Baseball Classic. So, you know, that's the type of communication that we're able to provide. Listen, the Orioles are laying 166 with Gibson on the mound against the Pittsburgh Pirates with Velasquez. How could the Orioles be a favorite? If you're listening, everybody take Pittsburgh. No, I'm just joking. Go ahead. <laughs> and um, But, no, I had a client this morning that <laughs> I had a client this morning who had asked me directly for the data from the overs model from last year. I actually haven't – well, there's no need to look at it. There's, it's been so far away. But I, I just pulled up the data from last year. We had 172 games, selections. We went 97, 70, and 5 at a 58% hit. And you're basically captivating because every game was, was rated at a 5% of bankroll play. You made 103% on the season. Now, for those that are intrigued about it, you could obviously message me. Uh, love to talk to you about it. But we cut it off one month before the season ends because it's an overs model only. We don't play unders. We don't play sides. It's strictly over. It, it's basically a, a software that I developed for the last six years. And as the years compound, I have more data to input and I've tweaked it so many times that at this point, I, I feel like it always overperforms my expected rate year after year. So I'm very excited for it. I don't do the last month of the season. A couple years ago, I remember I did the last month of the season, and because there's a lot of teams out of the playoff hunt, they really were putting in their AAA and their farm league players strategically to see what they have to offer for the team potentially in the offseason, and, and the overs just weren't there. So instead of taking the losses in the last month of the season, I last year I cut it off August 31st, and there was no plays in September. So We'll get there. That will be uh, something we're going to discuss toward the end of March Madness. We're going to have a whole baseball show devoted to it. But first of all, I really wanted to do a little segment, my Raven segment. There's a lot to talk about this week, John. Well, obviously, well, before 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 we get into the Raven segment, we got time for all the listeners out there. You know, I was getting a lot of messages from people say I was banging on right angle sports. Micah came on a couple weeks ago. I don't know these guys. That's the first thing. I don't know right angle sports. Um, what I will say is, again, when I look at my record of my underdog system, which I'm very proud of that I created, and I'm looking at a record of 117, 159, and 3 since September 15th, that's 42.5% I'm winning, and I'm up 182 units. And I have people DMing you on Instagram or calling you saying, I'm, look, I'm already with Red Angle Sports, and I'm looking at their record, and they're up 11 units. Do you understand that, Mike? I am up 182 units. That means if you're listening, a $100 player is up 18,200 playing 279 games. A dime better is up 182,000. Now, Talked to a client yesterday in Texas. He says, man, I don't understand why I can never win with your system. I said, tell me about your theory. He goes, man, well, it's I double, I triple down on your game, and then you'll lose. And then I don't, like Sunday I lost. Monday I go 2-0. and 
Well, of course, he didn't bet Monday. For all you listeners out there, I did a video on my YouTube channel last Sunday, Easiest Ways to Win. Follow me on YouTube at John Syndicate. Guys, you got to be 1% bettors. This whole insanity of betting 10, 20, 35%, we bang this into your head every show, every YouTube video. And look, to be honest with you, Mike, you talk to these guys much more than I do. A lot of these guys just don't have the skills. They don't have the money. They want to have a million dollars in their day trading account. They want to have 500 bucks in their offshore account or their legal betting account. So for all you listeners out there, you are the problem. You are not the solution. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. Clients that care about variance and short-term results have no empathy in the business of professional betting if you're doing it correctly. I think Dave lost 1.4% last week, meaning on a $100,000 principal hypothetical bankroll. If you followed every game he played, just Dave, you lost $1,400. Is that correct, Mike? That's correct. Now, from the text messages and the crying, I wish I had a violin that I could play on air. Maybe I'll bring my electric guitar in and just play it on the air instead of the violin. I wish. Can you imagine losing 1.4% and, and then your soccer had a down variance week and people were crying? So let's talk about that before you talk about the uh, NFL, which is not for the purpose of daily betting. Tell me about your weekend when soccer went on a losing streak, and um, I, even though I don't believe in streak, streaks because each game is like a snowflake, tell me about the whole kind of crazy messages you got for such small losing. Well, it all comes down to, you know, anytime I get the feedback from the clients and, and they start rattling off, not data, but more so, well, I lost 50% of my bankroll. I'm like, how? Well, I'm bet you know you were hot, so I I decided to double up. Well, I am very like we are like surgeons. We provide a ton of data, a ton of coaching for clients that have issues with how to do it. They can always text me. I'm very responsive, and it, it just comes down to greed. And when somebody doesn't follow the model, yeah, I've had clients in the past that did that and were successful and they're very happy because they doubled their, you know, bankroll overnight because they kept doubling up, doubling up, doubling up on the wagers on the winning streaks and they didn't catch the losing streak. And it's not about that it's a losing streak. It's just variance. When you're running really hot with an entire model, it, it, it's impossible to be running at a 70% clip. We're not handicappers. We don't show win-loss records that provide 70% win rate. If you believe in that, then you also believe in the ferry. And, and you believe that, you know, there's things that are, that were basically folktales. There's no such thing. It's all about consistent grinding from our business model. Again, I'm not doubting anybody else. I, I, I do this because I truly believe in the product that we provide is beneficial and it outperforms any sort of other trading mechanism that you could be using unless you're literally own a hedge fund and you're doing the exact same thing in the other financial markets where you're day trading small incremental trades all day, every day. And even those have a lot of variance. So I just think that from a sports betting um, angle, 
these guys live and die by each game where they wouldn't live and die by each financial trade that their stock advisor is putting them on. Even though they see the up and down, they don't have an emotion tied to the actual watching it every single second like they do when they're watching a soccer match or they're watching an NBA game. And, and they don't have nearly as much of an opinion in the financial market, but they do because as a sports fan, and most people come into this business predominantly as a fan, and then they turn to be a semi-pro, um, especially in the U.S. In the U.S., you have a lot more fans that want to win, but they're fans versus internationally. The guys that I speak to are not fans at all. They're strictly in it for the financial edge. So it's a different philosophy internationally for sure. Um, but that's not all U.S. betters. I, I feel like we have a good crew of guys that constantly give us feedback, even on the losses, um, where they see that this is a long-term game. And as long as they follow it, it's going to provide dividends. And so I, I know it's it's more just coaching the client correctly from the start. And some people are just not coachable. So as much as I say in every single phone call that I take is, are you coachable? And they say, yes, they're really not. I could already hear it because nobody that's doing 10 team parlays on a day-to-day basis is coachable. They're strictly looking for the long shot and they're strictly looking for a big hit scenario and they wonder why their account goes nowhere. So with all that being said, I, I, I know we have a special guest coming on the show here in the next 10 minutes. I wanted to do a quick uh, Raven segment and even a free agency because I know a lot of people, like I said, that listen to the show are fans of the game. Free agency market opened up literally two days ago. The Ravens did a non, um, they put them on a franchise tag, which is not the franchise tag that we expected where it's exclusive. It's a non-exclusive franchise tag, which means they're, he's open to getting other offers from other teams. He's only going to get a one-year contract of $32 million and he's not going to get his guaranteed money quite yet. Now, do I think he's going to get guaranteed money like the Deshaun Watson trade? Absolutely not. I think the owners have spoken, and that happened yesterday, where you could basically see how it's going to play out. With the Deshaun Watson trade, it was the first of its kind. It was the only guaranteed deal in the history of the NFL. Um, The Browns did it. Not surprised. They are a horrible franchise. They made these mistakes over and over. So what happens in the NFL, it's the snowball effect. If you give one person a guaranteed deal, it's not a trend. But if other quarterbacks start to receive these fully guaranteed deals, then the future of the NFL is going to be based on that. And and because of that, the owners basically jumped in and said, absolutely not. If we do that, then every quarterback that's in the future that's going to want a contract is going to want a fully guaranteed deal. So how do I know this? Well, it's simple. When they gave them the, the franchise tag and they said, go ahead, talk to other teams, see what they say. Out of nowhere, three different teams came in that were at one point interested, said, we're absolutely not going after Lamar. Like Usually you don't get that. Usually it's more of a behind-the-scenes type situation where teams are happy to get an MVP quarterback, a winner, young, dynamic, and it's not the case. So 
the cool thing about the whole process, it's not the end to Lamar for the Ravens. Um, what, what the scenarios that could happen is even if a team offers him a contract, we have the ability because we put him on a franchise tag to match it and still keep him. And if we don't get him and we don't match it, we automatically get two first round picks because of it. So it's going to be interesting to tell. I mean, to see uh, Don, Don, uh, Don, Don H in Texas just sent me a text live. He said five teams actually passed on him. Five. So now it's five. So it's, there's still a couple out there. Again, I just don't think he's going to get the contract. Um, him not having an agent and his agent being his mom. He's just, I think he's well, uh, he's, he's in over his head. You're talking about an amateur, not even a sports agent, a family member that is negotiating a, you know, multi hundred million dollar deal with experts that have been doing this for decades. That's how far away they are. I mean, the unfortunate part about all of it, we have a new coordinator. Because we have a new coordinator, you would want Lamar signed and happy to be able to an off season workouts for OTAs and I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if he's going to hold out. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see because the draft's around the corner and you're going to start seeing a lot of these veterans start getting signed by these teams looking for a quarterback. Um, and what happens at draft day if we don't have anything in place? So don't know how it's going to play out. Um, but I do have trust in the organization. Overall, we're very familiar with treating people the right way here. I just hope they, uh, look, as a fan, I'm a huge Lamar supporter. I love the guy. I think he's very dynamic. He's very young. He's a proven winner. And he's an MVP. It's it's very uncommon that you have an MVP of three years ago and a proven winner, one of the best winning records in the NFL for that period um, when he's out there, for him to be like that open on a market like that and not sign. So it it just shows what behind the scenes is happening, that these owners are taking a stand and they're drawing a line in the sand that that's basically going to say, look, go ahead, go out there and and look for to find something better. And if you don't, you know, you're back on the franchise tag for the year. I just hope it it all plays out. It's fun to talk about football in the off season because right now it's March madness mania. We have conference tournaments every day, but we're still, as always, football is always going to be king because no matter what, we're talking about it, and football has been over for over a month. So we'll see what happens. You know, in, in other news, I, the Aaron Rodgers dilemma, was he going to actually get traded? Was he going to retire? It looks like the Jets are, are looking at him and seeing potentially if they can make a move there. But again, it's another guy with a huge contract, $56 million against the cap. That is definitely – they're going to have to let some guys go and some veterans that they can't actually keep because of it. So it's it's going to be interesting how it plays out before we know it. Um, the draft is going to be here. I don't think I've even told you about this yet, John, But and, and I wanted to leave it for the air. So back in December, end of December, um, our guy in Georgia messaged me and said, look, you know, can you put down a wager on the first pick of the NFL draft. I said, ah, no problem. I'll do it for you. Who is it? Anthony Richardson. Well, who's Anthony Richardson? He's a mediocre quarterback from Florida that has a lot of raw talent. He goes, just, just put it in. 
7,500 to one, right? Long shot. What do you think his odds are right now, John? Just take a guess. Nope. Uh, plus 5,000. Plus 350. Nice. Can you imagine that? So he well, went sharp, from... man. You're beating the number. You're... Is that good? <laughs> Is that good? Is that good CLV, good closing line value? It's good. It's, yeah, if you want to call it that, it's fantastic CLV. But the fact is, you know, a thousand dollar bet paid out seventy five thousand. Now a thousand dollar bet pays out thirty five hundred. So it's pretty cool. We actually posted the tickets to one of the to one of the the betting Instagram. Um, big time followers that it's called BR betting and they posted the ticket on their channel and uh, on their feed. So it's pretty cool. I mean, obviously it's still a long shot, but look after the draft, I mean, sorry, after the combine, literally before the combine, he was plus 800 after the combine he's plus three fifties, basically top three now to go first overall. He had the best 40 yard dash, the best vertical jump. They're calling him the next, big thing in the NFL and the guy i watched him play in college fair at best terrible footwork but again that raw talent the stuff you can't teach the speed the deep ball that's what gets you the hype and a team could easily swoop in and and be there for the number one pick and take them so it's what we're looking right now is seeing which veteran quarterbacks get signed because it's going to literally play out to see what teams could jump up to that number one pick. Because right now the Bears are the number one pick overall. They don't need a quarterback. They have Justin Fields. Everybody's talking about them trading out of the number one pick, which has an opportunity for Mr. Richardson. I will absolutely have a Richardson jersey as soon as he goes number one overall. I will even get you one, John, just because you're you know, you're a great friend and partner in the business. We'll you just all give have it to Junior. Just give it to Junior. Oh, he'll love that. I take a medium. He takes a double XL. He's a little bigger than than his father. You imagine that seventy five hundred to one to plus three fifty. It's fascinating. That's so what, it's that's what you guys do. And then you know, how do you hedge that? I, Dave was on the show. He just started yelling at me. No, I mean we're yeah. Now you could actually Look. bet the favorites, right? You bet the five miss, top miss, favorites. Yeah, to but it takes too hard because again, anybody you got seventy five so used to work with. I know, but it could be anybody. It's just too hard like that. Maybe if they start really pressing that a certain guy is going to go number one overall, we could hedge it. But uh, listen, you know, Mister Smith down there in Georgia, the last thing he's going to ever tell me is to hedge. He'll start yelling at me. You know me, I'm I'm a hedge guy all the way. I'll take what I can get, but not them down there in the South, man. There's no hedging at all. All in, all the time. By so the way, I'm just have, to update uh, everybody. We update everybody. Yeah. Davidson is at halftime. If you're on my halftime channel, yeah, I'm not releasing anything on that game. Thirty-one twenty-six with three minutes left against Saint Bonaventure. There is nothing going on in that game right now. And your score update since there's games being played with 726 left in the first half. Syracuse has a 22 to 19 lead. And therefore, we have already three games in action on the board today so far. Go ahead. Well, and also, John from, uh, from Ellicott City here in Howard County in, in Baltimore, Maryland, just messaged. He goes, 
Soccer still destroyed CLV the last 10 days. Truly a, a weird variance period. See, that's a is that, client. Is that, that the gentleman that I spoke to that, uh, that uh, yeah. works in Towson? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Yep. How about Towson? So, how, tell John and Ellicott that. How about Towson blowing out teams? What were they like? Then they, then they died against who they played the other night? Charleston? They were yeah. up at half. Then they gave it up. I, and then Delaware, they smashed Delaware. They were up 26. And how about every, when I go to Las Vegas, nobody knows how to say it. They say, and I understand because it looks like tow truck. They say Tosin instead of Towson. And so for everybody out there, it's a little school, five minutes from our office. And then, you know, it's funny because I've gone to some of these college basketball games and there's nobody in the stadium and you got guys betting millions of dollars on them. But anyway, go ahead. Do you remember UMBC a couple years ago? They only beat Virginia. How could you forget it? <laughs> I remember they in had Vegas. literally in, in Catonsville, Maryland, they had a parade going down Frederick Road after they won. Uh, it, was, it was absolutely insane. And I think that's the first time ever where a 16 beat a one. So that's why it's called March Madness. Any team can win on any given day. Um, you always have those teams well, like – George Mason, who ride it all the way to the Final Four. You have teams like Butler, who ride it all the way to the finals. You have teams like Dunk City, Florida Gulf Coast. That I actually rode through the actual tournament because a lot of this is the eyeball test that Brian always talked about. Is if you watch these teams during the conference tournaments, those teams that get hot right now, that's the key. So the key is for them to get hot now, similar to UConn many years back. It was one of my first years in the industry, and I remember seeing Kemba Walker light up the Big East tournament. They weren't even a high-ranked Big East team. Light it up. Guard play is very important in the tournament. They rode right through. They won the Big East tournament. They got into the, to the dance, and then they made it all the way to the finals and won. So that's what you have to look for if you're watching these games, aside from the CLV side for getting the best price. Or you can subscribe to to my theory and Dave Miller's theory. Watching games is a sign of weakness. I'm going to say it once more. Watching games is a sign. There is nothing more painful as a 50-year-old man that's been doing this since he's 15 than watching a game. This, when somebody sends me a text and says, did you see the end of the game? I literally wonder if they understand what planet this guy is living on here in Baltimore, Maryland. You couldn't pay me to watch a game. I mean, I watched the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, and that was about it. I mean, am I going to change the outcome of the game? I'm sitting here half-time trading, and I don't even have to turn a TV on. I just got screens in front of me. So, Again, you know, back to the trading aspect of it. I understand the fanfare, but, you know, when you talk about my underdog system up 182 units and you talk about that there is no one better on the planet than myself when it comes to baseball betting, and, again, I can say that because I can say that. I don't watch any baseball games, Mike. I think I went to a baseball game with you. We took Junior to Camden Yards, and it was like 175 degrees in August. And, of course, this was a game that had to go 18 innings. And then I think the only other time I watched the game, since you like sharing these funny stories, tell everybody about the game John watched in Vegas 
that a client had a hundred thousand on in baseball and how tortured I was. Do you remember that game? That was the last game I watched for the client person. Yeah, I got the I got the play by play. I remember they went what was it the fifteenth or sixteenth inning. My team was up seven one. Do you do you remember the he's team? Got I even remember the team dimes, the he's got a hundred dimes on the game. Do you remember that? Yeah, he's paying me fifty dimes after the game wins commission because he's a, one of these commission crazy likes to overpay on commission, which is fine. I'll take the charity. Literally, it, I text you, man. I, I'm so hungry. I got to get out of here. It's seven one. Eighth inning, I text you back. I go, dude, turn the TV on. I'm in the sports book with the client at the SLS on the corner of Sahara and the Strip at the bottom. I'm ready to go over and jump off the 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 uh, the, the needle, which is across the street in Old Town, Las Vegas. <laughs> and I look up at seven seven. Well, how many innings did it go? Sixteen innings. Sixteen. I finally won the game, guys, but here's the bottom line. That was torture. That was painful. That was enough for me. I think that kind of cured me of ever watching a game again. I had a client send me a text last night. He was betting. I know he's going to text me when I say he had his own personal bet on Long Beach State against Cal Poly. Long Beach State was a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm sorry I'm not laughing at you, my friend. I'm just laughing with you. They... We're up at half 45 to 40 against a team that has only won seven games the entire season, Cal Poly Slow. Cal Poly Slow outscored them 53 to 28 as a nine and a half point dog, winning by 20, 88 to 68. This is why I don't watch games. It's pointless. You would never in a million years think that Cal Poly Slow would pull that off. Also, Another statistical piece of information in the NBA that you may be aware of. Are you aware that the Golden State Warriors have only won seven games on a row on the road after last night? They were a four-point road favorite at Oak City. A client asked me, what do you think I should do in this game? I said, I have no play. But just based upon that trend as your friend, take Oak City at home. I've never seen a team. And so what you could do is in these long sports like NBA and in baseball, trends are your friend. I was watching one of the old videos I did with Kenny White about baseball betting and why it's the most profitable sport to bet at. I do believe in non-tangible data like trends and funks and psychological craziness where teams know they can't win on the road. You take a team like uh, the Colorado Rockies. You bet against the Rockies in Colorado. You deserve to lose every dollar you bet. You bet against. You bet on the Colorado Rockies at the, on the road. You deserve to lose every bet, uh, dollar you bet. It's simple, guys. The season hasn't even started yet. Anytime the Colorado Rockies are a dog at home, you bet them. You make money. I just gave it to you for free. Write that down. Anytime the Rockies are an underdog at home, and that even means when they play Kershaw, you fade Kershaw and you win getting 400 at home. There's certain tangibles in these long sports that can't, that, that statistically you're not going to enter into algorithms. And this is the difference between uh, hand betting and, and combining. It's a, I like to say, instead of it being a science, it's an art. You know, Mike, if you're strictly screen betting and you're only looking at numbers and you're not taking in the emotional situations of these teams, you leave a lot on the table. 
And a lot of times, like I said, it's simple. Like, you know, give me an example, Mike. Do you realize last night the four the four teams that had, and I don't have them in front of me right now, the four teams that had 80% of the public money in college basketball, there was four teams where if you know how to get that information, I don't mean public sources, 20% of the tickets were coming in on these four college basketball teams. What do you think the record was on the teams that were 20%? 4-0 sweet, baby. Not this covers ESPN nonsense where you go onto these sites and they show you the fake public numbers, the real numbers, the real numbers, which you're not going to get to about an hour before post. And then I always check it right before post, 4-0. Absolutely crazy. And it just goes to show you that there is something to be said for the fact that if you're on the public side, you're usually on the wrong side. I was telling our good friend Randy. I don't know if he's going to call in. Uh, he's on. No, Randy's on the show. Randy, I was introduce him. Rand. Well, let me introduce him, Randy. What up? So let me ask you a question, my friend. I told you early before the tournament started. Don't bet on road favorites in basketball. Home dogs, i.e., don't bet on Georgia Tech laying two and a half on the road. Home dogs are the most profitable sport in the tournament on the point spread. Have you learned your lesson yet? Well, yes and no, because uh, <laughs> the majority the majority of the time, you know, when I did my laws of average and checked it out, it, the math did add up, but the majority of my profits yesterday were from the – you know, after the two Florida State players twisted their ankles and I played real big, I mean, I had them light going in. And you are correct, though, um, the initial spread, they did not cover. So you were correct on that. But I did take a couple home dogs. But the majority of the time, you are correct. I'd say, you know, I, I think what we were talking about, 70%, 75%. So it was a, it's a pretty high number. It's, it's, it was, I was very, very, uh, I was very surprised to see how high it actually was. So I think for the listeners, let's talk about how fun Randy is to deal with on a daily basis. He's one of our college basketball experts, but and he and he does very well. He is a professional better. He's mainly betting on legal apps here in Maryland, um, but he's also a conspiracy theorist. So I want to add some entertainment into the show because a lot of gamblers are conspiracy theorists. So, you know, I laugh. Obviously, Mike listens to you, and I tell you, I can't take it. I don't want to hear it. But, Mike, can you explain to me how every game the man loses, there's a conspiracy theory behind the loss? How entertaining it is to listen to that for the for the listenership. My, my favorite part, and, Ra- and Randy can get into it a little more, is he messages the He's host. He's like the Illuminati of sports betting. Go ahead. Yeah, he messages right, the host. Time he goes, out, time explain out, this so, to me. Explain this. Real quick, oh, here, here we Ohio, go. if anybody watched, if anybody watched the Ohio State and Michigan State game, and there was a six and a half point spread, Ohio State's best three throw, three throw shooter goes to the line. He makes the first one, and then Michigan State's team decides to do a five minute delay and do push ups on mid court before before the second free throw. That's a conspiracy to me. <laughs> I just never, I never seen anything like that before. So that was one. What was the other one? But, uh, you, you emailed your VIP director. You emailed the VIP director about what was the other game that they were. Uh, we they were started all... late. The one that started late. 
shit. What was that? I can't even remember. It was the uh, oh, 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 because of the senior festivities that tipped off an hour and a half after it was supposed to with no explanation, and I wanted to know why. So um, nobody could figure it out. So she did some research and said it was because they were having senior festivities. So my assumption was they were all just you know partying and getting you know getting drunk or whatever they were doing and just didn't really care about the game <laughs> so uh, you know but a game tipping off an hour and a half after it's supposed to how often does that happen so i the viewers want the listeners want to know do you ever question the outcome of a game when the game is in your favor and you win or are you one of these guys <laughs> that only questions the outcome when you lose of course of course or do you just say, "Oh, I got lucky, I won." Right. I mean, if I if I win, obviously it's the greatest thing ever. But when I lose, then you know that's when I look into the conspiracy part of things. I mean, so <laughs> so from, I'm not going to lie. So, so from hanging out, you know, hanging out in our office, uh, you don't, you know, as, as, how's your meth? How's your mind changing the professional side of non-emotional betting? I mean, I'm not putting words in your mouth. You can tell every. You can say it on the air live. How much do I care about these games when they're on? I mean, tell the listeners, how much do I do I care about these games? Me personally? No, me. Me. When you're watching me in the office. I didn't I didn't I was dealing with the uh screaming two year old, so I just tuned in. I haven't heard any of this radio show, but the answer is zero. You don't care one percent. You you're zero percent about watching these games or anything. You only care about the outcome. And I'm watching you jump up and down, looking like you're going to have a heart attack. And I'm and, and I'm like, what's the point? In my world, it's like, what's the point? I mean, have you have you come a little to the other side, or are you still stuck in the fanfare jumping up and down on every game? Like, have you come over to a little to the other side, being exposed to people like us that basically are not that bit. emotional about the games? A little bit, but I am who I am, and I'm always going to be that way. I love sports. I, I love the thrill. I love, you know, you know, the, I love the action. It's just, uh, you know, it, it's it's a double-edged sword, but at the same time, you know, it, it's, you know, the bottom line is I win. So, you know, I'm not going to go change methods until, you know, it, I, I've been winning for years, and I have one secret and one secret alone. I mean, if people have a pen and paper, I can tell you that one secret. You know, it's it's very simple. You know, I've been wearing the same underwear for the last four years, unwashed. I have not taken them off. <laughs> I was and basically going to say, like, so guys, now you know the secret. Um, your wife must love you. Um, so, Just kidding. So, you know, the thing is, my question is, you do win, but... Do you, I just want the listeners to understand I'm taking the oppositional role here. You do win. Yes, we know you win. But do you think you watching the games and jumping up and down and turning blue, purple, orange, and red help you win? Because in my no. mind, you win, and then if you didn't watch anything and you were locked into a room with no TV or Internet and you came out and you checked the scores, the result would be the same. So when you're standing there in front of the TV and you're yelling at the guy to make a free throw like an 18-year-old, which I love you for doing it because you're so passionate about it, do you see how I look at that as kind of hilarious? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> There's no doubt. I mean, I, I fell asleep. I, Like I said, I, I had Weber State 
huge last night to cap off probably maybe one of the biggest biggest days I've ever had um, ever in my life yesterday. Um, and I woke up this morning to a Weber State victory, and I was calm and collective, and it was pretty cool, you know. But at the same time, I wish they would have played at nine so I could have watched it. I'm just passionate, you know. I just I, I love it. I love the action. I love watching it. But I have come around. You got, you know. I have. I've definitely a little bit. Um, you know, I completely get where you're coming from, and I understand it. But you know, I just I just am who I am, and and that's that, you know. And it's just uh, it's it's the passion of sports, every sport, you know, that makes me, you know, do this kind of thing. You should have seen me at the Super Bowl. Christ, you would have thought that I'm surprised the police didn't come to my house. I mean, it was, uh, you know, I took, I had Kansas City, I had Kansas City at halftime on the money line. I had the over, I had freaking every damn, you know, it was, it was, it was insane. I mean, I had my two year old and five year old up until midnight. It was, it was a wild day. But, um, you know, it, it, you know, being in the office working with you guys, yeah, I, I've come around a little bit, but I, I just love watching sports, man. So, I mean, and I just happen to be really good at, uh, betting on them. So, you know, it's just, uh, it's something that kind of coincides, but at the same time, I don't, I'm not going to stay up past my bedtime to watch Weber State last night. So, um, you know, I just knew they were going to cover. So that's why I still come Now let's get honest. Me. Let's get honest. Do you like roll over in the middle of the night and grab the phone and just kind of like, do you have that dream? Like, let me check the score or do you, only, or do you really just only. Only if my four-year-old kicks me in the ribs at three in the morning and I wake up. If I don't wake up, the answer is no. If I wake up, I will be honest and I will check the score. Yes. But last night I did not wake up and I slept right through the night because she slept in her own bed for the first time and since she was born. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I woke up this morning to a nice little, nice little profit and I was, I was pretty excited, but I didn't jump around like a lunatic like I was the other day. Cal in Missouri, Cal in Kansas City, Missouri, said he can relate. He's surprised the police did not come to his house during the Super Bowl when Kansas City won. So, you know, I get, look, I love, I want to, you know, part of the show is not to say the same. It's, look, I, I am who I am. You are who you are. You're 45. I'm 50. I'm stuck in my ways of method of a methodology of having an absence of emotion, realizing guys like Billy Walters, guys like David Miller, guys like my man Troy that was on in Summerlin last week have like literally zero emotion. You think I'm bad. My buddy Troy, he wouldn't even know the game's over unless somebody told him. So, I mean, at least I know when the games go final. I mean, it, there's so many different ways to skin a cat. And again, if you're a professional like you are and you do this for a living, I get it. But the guy that has a family and has another job and leaves his house in the morning and commutes and comes back and then he's supposed to be hanging out with his children and his wife and he he goes down into the man cave and he yells at the TV for 4 hours to me that's ridiculous that's just my personal opinion i have a client he owns one of the largest car dealership chains in california uh, he's worth hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars he told me he said my wife basically told me i got to make a decision on the weekends uh stay married and have a nice family or you can be in the man cave seven days a week because she's tired of being ignored for 48 hours in football from college football to the NFL Sunday night game. The guy literally goes into his 10,000 square foot man cave and would disappear for 18 weeks, 18 weekends. 
the one that, to me now, that just takes it to a whole other extreme. You know what I mean? That's my 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 fiance is actually tuning in. I have a two year old, almost f- turning five year old as well, and they take precedence over everything. Um, the only thing that's on TV at my house ninety eight percent of the time, and she will verify this, is Frozen, <laughs> Moana. Or um, or Bluey or whatever the hell else the latest trend is. Um, you know, I'm I, I'm watching Bluey and Moana and Frozen while I'm you know occasionally checking my phone. However, my kids will take precedence over any type of game. I don't care what it is, except the Super Bowl. Um, that was a- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kids. If you got to eat or you got to go to the bathroom, do not ask the man on Super Bowl Sunday. Well, hold on, hold but on one second, watching, John. Tell him my point is. Tell Randy. Yeah, my point is watching my kids grow up is way more important than any sport, even the Super Bowl. Exactly. To be a hundred percent honest, Randy, you're you're gonna like this. So, so John, tell them about your kids' birthdays and why and the significance of their birthdays. Versus the Super Bowl. Uh, my daughter's, my son's birthday is February 9th. My daughter's birthday is February 16th. I coordinated it schematically where they would never be born on my birthday, which was January 31st when it was 17 week season. So therefore, the Super Bowl would never correlate to having a birthday party because I've had three <laughs> Super Bowls on my. I had three Super Bowls on my birthday, and I told my ex-wife at the time, I am not dealing with these party shenanigans on Super Bowl Sunday. Not because I want to watch the game. I'm too busy dealing with the clients. So now that it's an 18-week season, there is a chance that my son could have a Super Bowl on his birthday. Well, now he can watch it with you. So it's it, that's an, actually an advantage. Exactly. That's great. That's great. <laughs> So give me a little, uh, give me a little scope, Randy, of like your day to day. I know that there's games all day now from now, basically until the end of the tournament. It's a a two, we're doing two a days. Like we used to play high school football. We do two a days. Now it's two a days for college basketball. What's your day like? What do you, are you just scanning the market? I know you, you love about, you tell me all the time how much you love price and getting value. Give me kind of like the scope of the day to day of what goes on, you know, in your operation. All right. Well, I mean, first things first, I mean, before I do any sort of handicapping, um, you know, I have to work out, you know, if I don't, um, I've figured out I lose, even if it's running a mile or two on the treadmill real quick. If, if my time's cut short, like today, um, you know, that's first things first. Cause, and then, and then I take an ice cold shower, you know, just to get the pistons firing in my brain. Um, you know, and, uh, and then I go in and I, I, you know, we could have a three hour episode on what goes into, you know, my actual, you know, how I take my picks. Um, main thing is, I mean, it's hard enough to win one game. I literally had a guy tell me today that he has a $300 bankroll. He wants, he wants to subscribe and he needs to, I hope if you're listening, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to name your name, but he told me that. He needs to pay $25,000 to get, or his mother-in-law, or his mother is going to get kicked out of the nursing home, um, and with a $300 bankroll. And I said, my response to him was, I mean, you know, don't put any pressure on me or anything, but, uh, you know, with a $300 bankroll, that's kind of tough. But going back to the day to day, you know, it, it, it's just, there, there's so many different things. I mean, the main thing I can say, I mean, from a reverse angle is going to be just discipline, you know, and have, if you're having a bad day, 
don't chase. You know, just don't chase. Just chalk it up as a bad day because you're just going to get in your own way. You're going to lose more money, and, you know, that's that. You know, I, I, I never give out more. Uh, every single – a lot of my personal customers are listening right now, and they'll they'll tell – I never give out more than five games. I, I think I've given out five games once. And um, it, the, the main thing is, you know, no matter how many games you're playing, I, you know, I give out personally one, two, or three games. Um, you know, it, it, it's hard enough, like like we were saying, just to win the one. So, um, riding the hot streaks. Um, you know, I look at I look at a lot of trends. I look at a lot of data. I just it, there's so much that goes into it that you know we it, we don't have the time really to even begin to look at the you know what goes on in my brain because it's just a whole nother you know it's a whole nother radio show but um you know what i can say is just from the discipline standpoint just don't bet your kids college fund or your mortgage or rent payment you know on, on a game you know just know your limits you know and um and and get with if you're not winning get with somebody you know like us get with you know Get with you guys, you know, on 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 your guys' channel, um, the things that are proven winners, and um, you know, don't fall for the scams. You know, just uh, get with winners that that are consistently winning for you and are going to win for you, and show you proof, like I've been showing. You know, every single person that that has signed up with me, I've shown proof of my winnings, and I back it up by winning for them. Well, there you hear it. It's not only about showing a win-loss record like the so-called gurus do on social media. He will gladly back it up because I see him every day with him playing on DK or FanDuel, whoever he's in love with that day, because every day it seems like he's arguing with one host. He goes to the another site, then he goes back to the other site. It's like he's trying to find his lover, and he keeps going back and forth, whoever's taking care of him for the day. So. Sounds like me. Well, that's, want that's access another, to. That's Go my ahead, real, not to cut you off. That's another. That's the point of this, and that's another good thing to bring up. The reason I go back and forth to other sites is just for an example. We're gonna get you know today. Go ahead. Today we got a minute left. Davidson, go ahead. All right, Davidson, for example, on DraftKings was minus three, and FanDuel they were minus three and a half. So you always want to have a couple platforms just so you can get the best odds. So obviously, if you like Davidson, you're going to take them at minus three on DraftKings instead of minus three and a half on FanDuel. Shot oh, there you have a couple different platforms to look at. And if you want to talk to Randy off air, call our office. I'll have you talk to him. The guy's a prophet when it comes to college basketball. We're very excited to have him finally part of the team, and uh, and for the foreseeable future. That's it, guys. We have another week of Sports Insider Radio in the books. We'll be back next week. Good day and good luck. See you guys.